So what's up? Uh, not too much. What about you? Uh, I don't know. Not much. It's, uh, what have I been up to? Shit. I've been doing, have I done anything these last two weeks that's remotely of note? I spent a lot of it just at home in bed. It's been a rough couple of days. It's been a rough couple of weeks. That's okay. You take care of yourself. Uh, I started watching Riverdale, but I think I talked about that last episode. I saw you talking a bit about that. Yeah, nothing really else has happened to nothing really else has happened to me in the last in the last two weeks. I just been posting pictures of animals. Sometimes. That is a okay. Uh, what? How's your day looking? Uh, mine's pretty all right. I was out of town for two weeks visiting friends for Halloween and then like a concert. For what and, concert? Um, screaming females. I don't know if you know that band. Uh, I know the name, but I don't know too much of their music. Uh. They're a cool punk rock band. I was, uh, I've listened to them before, but like at the concert itself, I was like, oh, just kind of blown away. Yeah. I, I do like a concert experience that can do that to you. Like I, I, uh, I, I am perpetually wanting to go to a, a Carpenter Brut show just because I know that like that show will just be so fucking intense. Oh, that sounds great. Um, I also saw The Lighthouse while I was out. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. We're going to talk about that on podcast, probably. Nice. Uh, without saying too much, I really liked it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Willem Dafoe hog-cranking funny moments. <laughs> uh, I also saw Parasite last week, which was very good. Uh, I had just heard about that like for the first time last night. What is that? It's a Bong Joon-ho directorial film about class disparity. Ooh. It's really good. Uh, it made me laugh. It made me cry a little bit. It made it left, It made me... <gasps> I did a gasp. I held my breath. It did many things. I love it when a movie does that. Yeah, just a shotgun blast of different feelings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good movie. We're probably not gonna. I'm probably not gonna get a chance to talk about that on the podcast, actually, factually, because it's definitely not a horror movie. But uh-huh. it go go fucking go see it. That's probably gonna be my light bringer this week. But hey, go see it. I uh, you want to get the podcast? Sure. Okay. everyone it's your number one uh surprisingly decent surprisingly good podcast <laughs> yeah hmm. i'm gonna say that I uh, like i'm this. sarah and i'm joined this week by uh hello i'm jb also known as gemstone jester uh we have a home stuck on we have a, finally after after fi- after three years of this podcast we finally have a home stuck on the air wait i uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> you say this. I have touched like five pages of Homestuck. I know nothing about it. That's very surprising because Gemstone Jester is an extremely Homestuck-like name. I could see that. Like like a username. Like I can see Turntech Godhead ter- talking to like gemstone jester i genuinely thought that's what your name was i genuinely thought that's what your handle was for as long as i've like known you <laughs> oh no but that's okay i can i can see that <laughs> oh, i'm sorry to associate you with homestucks the joke was that uh, <laughs> the, joke is, the joke was that i've been a homestuck since day one but don't tell anyone I, well i mean i am a little bit interested to look into it at least a little bit more than five pages yeah it's okay that's what I hear from people. Got some ups, got some downs. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, JB, tell us a little bit about your horror movie history. It's what we always do when we have a guest on for the first time. Uh, I am a big fan of horror films and games and just, you know, the the season and Halloween. Uh, but I also particularly like animation, so that's why uh, we went. I went for my choice. Of movie uh, for this episode? Oh hell yeah! It was pr- it, my 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 review is good. My review is also pretty good. Uh yeah, but um that's cool. Uh, what's your favorite like w- w- like I I don't know if animation is a subgenre of horror movies, but uh, setting that aside, what would you say your favorite subgenre of horror movies is? Uh, probably psychological horror. It's a good call. It's a good call. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just for general horror movies, like, my favorites are probably something like Scream, and then uh, I do like Nightmare on Elm Street, which is... Elm Elm Street? Elm Street, which is a little bit psychological. But then, like, uh, something like Silent Hill, I very much enjoy. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're gonna go to check out upcominghorrormovies.com real quick, see what the see what the latest news is with movies, and see if there's anything that we give a shit about there, because I never check the website in advance, like, I should... Uh, they're making a new Tremors. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, actually, how many I, is that now? I don't know, but there is actually there are actually a couple things on here that I do want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about. Did you see the trailer for the new Invisible Man movie? I have not, but I saw that on Twitter. Like it's uh, um, scrolling it's got by. the uh, what's her name? She's the woman who was in Mad Men, and she's also in Handmaid's Tale. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, mm-hmm. but she is the main character who's being like tortured by her uh, abusive ex who is also the invisible man and it's like that is an extremely compelling like elevator pitch for uh, a version of the invisible invisible man i might give a shit about but more important well not maybe not more importantly curiously this also revives the universal dark universe or whatever the fuck they were calling it you know the one i'm talking about the one that like tom with the mummy. the mummy yeah tom cruise's the mummy was supposed to be the yeah. first one. Oh god i died. watched that but now it's back did i guess it went away uh yeah i mean it did go away like after after fucking one after, movie. Uh, yeah, it died after after the mummy, and yeah, with like so many. Oh God, studios. I, need, hmm. I need you to hear how bad this how bad this could have been for the Wikipedia page. Oh boy. Development of a new Invisible Man film began as early as 2007 when David S. Goyer was hired to write the screenplay. The project was revi- was announced to be revived as part of Marvel's shared cinematic universe in 2016, no. intended to consist of their classic monsters, with Johnny Depp as the titular role in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, 
No. Can like can you imagine the the gall of what like if the script is like based on what the script God, if the script was what it currently is when it was offered when it was offered to Johnny Depp, that's fucking ghoulish. Like I'm pretty sure by that time like all the Amber Heard stuff had come out and like <clears throat> the idea of calling up Johnny Depp to portray an, like an abusive boyfriend who tortures his who tortures his girlfriend is a little bit uh I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of fucking the, I can't even fucking. If I was a producer, I'd be like, uh, you, I don't know about this choice, man. Yeah. Like, um, oh my God, I'm completely forgetting about, I'm completely forgetting his name, which is probably for the best because he's a piece of shit. But, um, the, it's 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 kind of like when Woody Allen cast himself uh, as someone dating his like t- as someone dating a teenager. Oh yeah, I hate that. Like it's just really bad. Or when Louis mm-hmm. C.K. did it for Ugh. oh right that movie. Yeah. Ugh. Just yeah, but I'm glad that that's not happening. We've instead got uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who is not a person that I recognize because I also a... am not familiar with that. Yeah, name. they've been in like six things. Uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss is the name I was thinking of. Elizabeth uh, Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was also I'm just now learning the daughter of the president in West Wing, which is fucked up. Huh. I watched that show. Uh, How was it? See... Let's, it, it was. I watched the first season at least. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a trailer for the new Nick Cage movie, Color Out of Space, which I haven't really. I, I'm I'm curious about just because it's got Nick Cage in it. And Another that's, Nick Cage horror movie. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, who wants to hear a terrible? Uh, who wants? You, you ready for this plot that I just found on UpcomingHorrorMovies.com? I. Both yes and no. I'm not ready. Okay, so the film is called Body Cam. Okay. Focuses on several LAPD police officers who are haunted by a malevolent spirit that is tied to the murder of a black youth at the hands of two white cops, all of which are caught on a body cam video that was destroyed in a car. Oh! <laughs> you know, here's, here's, two, here's two people who were in that movie. Nat Wolf, who you may remember as possibly the boy from Hereditary or possibly one of the Naked Brothers band's brothers. What the fuck? Yeah, and also Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. So that that's coming. Keep keep your ears tuned to the ground for that. Not to sorry to sorry to engage in outrage marketing. It's just that just seems extremely in poor taste. But to be fair, like th- there was a movie that came out like la- like two years ago called Let's Be Cops that came out like the week after Michael Brown was murdered. Oh. Yeah, it's. I don't know why people are... I, I know why people are making so many cop movies. I just wish that they wouldn't. I I like, know. There were like there are like six movies out right now that are all like black and blue, blue and black, 16 bridges, cop fight, cops, That's a blue lot lives. more than I thought. Like, it's just... I. Some of those were real. I don't know how many of them were because I definitely made some of them up, but I made some up that were definitely like possibly real. Body cam. Like, stop making movies about cops. Like, even if there wasn't the whole thing of like cops are fucking garbage, like they're also uninteresting protagonists. Listen, the only blue life that's coming to film that matters is Sonic the Hedgehog. 
The only like like cop movies peaked in two thousand seven with Hot Fuzz. Like no one. It, You're like, right. Cop and movies, you should say it. Honestly, cop movies were not were not really essential up to that point. But now, past Hot Fuzz, cop movies have just become irrelevant and obsolete. But that's the only one you need. Right. Really, it's the only one. It's that's about, probably my favorite comedy film, like, ever. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's up there for me. It's definitely up there. I And I'm not too big on, like, pure comedy films. I also, I also did find it kind of interesting that, like, while that movie is definitely a cop movie, it is, like, about, like, an extreme, like, a system full of corruption. And, like, the idea of one good cop is definitely a, a bad idea. It's just, like, the entire, like police department in that movie is portrayed as like incompetent and bumbling or at best and malevolent at worst mm-hmm. which i think is which i think is pretty interesting could i go back to the dark universe thing for a minute yes we can go back to the invisible man dark universe um so like i i don't want more like cinematic universes just with like marvel and dc and so many people trying for that but i feel like a horror movie universe with how much Universal owns is a weird niche that could be fun. And that's probably why I was most upset with The Mummy. And yeah. I hope they can do it right this time. I mean, The Mummy did give us fucking that trailer. I do really like that trailer <laughs> for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That trailer was that trailer was uh, a work of art, honestly. Like, ah, ah, like, the, yeah. <laughs> I know ah, what the sound. And then just like, uh, uh, the fucking the the sound like was it like a sound effect for like all the locusts flying through the window or was I don't just, think there was. Oh yeah, that's right because it just cut to the inside of the plane and like the pilots were like just getting swarmed. There was like uh, just being like uh, breaker, breaker, <laughs> down, down, down. Uh. Anyways, it's I feel like what we're, it sounds like we're doing a sound test in like a, a in like a, a, a an like NES a, like a flight sim game. God, <laughs> there's another trailer I know that did that. I don't know if it went to theaters with it, but um, the Men in Black reboot had like missing audio. Yeah, but that one I genuinely thought that one was like this. This that was me putting on a bit of a tinfoil hat, but I gen I really did think that one was like manufactured. I did not oh, think that probably. one was legit. The the, I... the the mummy one definitely, but like the 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 thing about the the Men in Black one that made me think it was uh, manufactured and not real is that it wasn't really that funny like the, no. the the important part like it just seemed like someone trying to capitalize on the possible virality of that but not like willing to go to the point to make their movie look stupid for it but the the mummy one also went to theaters with that with that no 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 that, that i thought the trailer was just leaked i thought the trailer was leaked and didn't like was like that that was a version that actually got pushed to youtube or something and they have May- like the actual correct version in theaters maybe i thought there was like a story about how that went to imax theaters with that cut as i that could be the case i i don't remember that story too particularly well so you could be right but anyways uh let's get into fucking monster house yeah which is it's a movie that i lump in with a, with a couple other movies like this is like a very much it exists in a spot that, of i would see commercials for this movie on cartoon network all the time around halloween because they would be airing it like every other day 
mm-hmm. was it was this it was that uh, that one like bad 3d one that i know i've referenced in recent memory i can't remember what the fuck it was called uh do you know what i'm talking about there was like some kid that was like a cat and some kid dressed up as a witch and it was like really bad like early maya shit with a cat dressed up as a witch you're not taught like no, uh, there's a kid dressed up as a cat and a kid dressed up as a witch i don't remember i i know that's not like scary godmother or anything i don't think it is let me double check though i don't think anyone oh wait it might be like i love that special but i it is very much early cg it, it might be scary godmother hold up a sec let me fast forward a little bit to see if it's oh yeah this is definitely the one i'm talking about is it really yep it uh, this 100 percent is it, there's you're right. There is not a cat to be found here, but I, in my head, I had pictured a cat. Yeah, well, I thought there was a girl dressed as a cat. Oh, that could be it. That could be it. Yeah, definitely scary godmother. So scary godmother, uh, monster house, and hocus pocus. But we're yeah. here today to talk about monster house, <laughs> directed by Gil Keenan, who has not done much of anything else of note. And there's no joke. Oh. That I, I, I thought I. I he looks kind of like irradiated in his picture, but there was no funny punchline I could get to. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like the only other thing of note from his like catalog is like filmography is like the Poltergeist reboot. Yeah, did anyone see that? I've not. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is, but more possibly more 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 perplexingly, a screenplay by Dan Harmon. Which when I found that out, that made perfect sense to me because. Some of the jokes in this felt like kind of like low hanging fruit. Yeah. But like when the when the writing was when the when the humor hit, it was like it, it was that Dan Harmon razor sharp shit you saw on like commu- on like some of the early community stuff. There's there's some lines of there's like scenes of dialogue I do really like, but then there's also like some that just kind of really fall flat. Yeah, there's some extremely good jokes in this movie. The one, at the, the one at the very end when Chowder hucks the basketball up and it just gets stuck made me f- like I had to genuinely pause the movie because I was laughing too hard. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I also like the whole uh, those two cops, particularly the rookie. Yes, I, I weird combo: Kevin James and Nick Cannon. That is a combo like I, it was it was the early two it was the mid 2000s like you could just kind of fucking slap two two characters together and they that that's what you had you had it i mean like, this I also mean, has an, like uh that guy from napoleon dynamite in a cameo john heater. yeah john heater. uh yeah i thought that i thought that john heater was playing the guy who looked a little bit like john heater for a second in this movie uh but yeah so we open with a a one shot, which is not a particularly impressive one. I find it hard to be impressed whenever animation does it, but that doesn't change the fact that I still like liked it. This is a nice looking movie. There's a lot of visuals yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. For for 2006, it's nice. Like like when God of War came out last year, a lot of people were jerking off over the fact that it's oh my god, it's all in one shot, which is like you, that that becomes a lot less impressive when it's when you're doing it when it's digital so mm-hmm. i but the thing is at the same on the, by the same time by the same coin i do really like to see it i like i am a, i liked I am, it i am a but huge I get what sucker for a, i'm a huge sucker for a one i just i just don't think it's particularly technically impressive if it's not like people on a screen having to not fuck up for a extended period of time this is one this is obviously like an edited movie but what you th- did you ever see birdman i haven't yet 
that's a pretty good movie that probably would be up your alley if you like that kind of one-shot deal. Yeah, is it just a oneer from start to finish? I mean, there's there's obviously bits of things they'd have to edit with some of the some parts of the movie, but it's played up like a one-shot from start to finish. That sounds that sounds impressive. I do need I do feel like I need to see this movie. I feel like I got I heard about I heard about it a lot, and then I heard people talking about oh it's overhyped. This movie is dog shit garbage, and I now I'm thinking I just might I just might like. Pay pay Amazon one ninety nine to watch it on some on a Tuesday night. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but so it opens on this one shot following this girl uh, riding her tricycle and singing a tra la 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 song, um, and she fucking what 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 causes her to stop? She just like skirts onto the grass, like skirt onto the grass uh, at the, of the titular monster house. Mm hmm. And she gets stuck, and then Mr. Nebercracker, which, great old, great name for an old dude, by the way. Like, Good name, and I love Steve Buscemi as this yeah, character. Steve Buscemi is great. Like, when he, when they fake us out with his death, I was genuinely sad, because I was like, man, I wanted to hear more Steve Buscemi. But, so he's just, like, yelling at the girl to get off his line, do you want to get eaten? And he's, like, he, he's, it's just kind of like, he kind of looks like a uh, 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 grandpa from Hey Arnold. I can. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like the head shape is different, but the get up is the same. He's animated really well in this <laughs> to be, movie too. To be fair, Grandpa from uh from Hey Arnold is kind of like his head is kind of shaped like like the the landmass that is Spain and Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> like not a very normal head on that man. No. But, um, so she just, like, fucking gets off. She, like, just leaves her trike because she can't move it and just fucking sprints off. And then, uh, Nebercracker looks at the camera and we get a pretty cool shot of the camera, like, pulling, doing, like, a huge, like, a, a, a huge pullback. And then we're in the, we're in the room of our hero, DJ, DJ Walters. Which we'd never get, like, what that means in this movie. Yeah, we don't know he's, what D, we don't we don't know who DJ is. We he's just DJ. Uh, we got a Hannah Montana alumni in this movie. I did not realize until like I watched it last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it also just uh, does not uh, sound Mitch like him. Like from Mitchell Musso, uh, uh, aka Oliver from Hannah from Hanya Montana, which is <laughs> the cat girl version of Hannah Montana. You know, like Hanya Montana. Yeah, exactly. You get it. Um, let's see who who else is in this movie. Who who what else is in who else is in the the star uh. cast of this movie? We've got uh, 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 Jason Lee as uh, Mister Bones. Yeah, we have we got Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yes, we do. Um, who the fuck is Sam Lemmer? That's who plays Chowder, and this kid looks like he did not get he... to do much. Uh, oh my God, he was in. The Truth or Dare movie from last year. Oh my god, he was? Yeah. Sam Lerner? Yeah. Wow. Wow, I watched this man. <laughs> I've not seen that movie, but I want to. It looks like a dumb, fun movie. Yeah, it's not a good one. No. It did not look very good. <laughs> it's. It ends with a YouTube video. Oh. But, um. Oh god. There's not a lot of big names in, like, the main cast. 
No, but like you go down the list, you see you see Steve Buscemi, you see Maggie Gyllenhaal, you see Kevin James, you see Nick Cannon, John Heater, previously mentioned Jason Lee, uh, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Fred Willard, like just the 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 fucking the 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 rogues gallery of bit roles in the two thousands was always a fucking treasure trove of actors. Like you get Fred Willard for like two minutes. I mean. I, I say of the 2000s, like, it's not... Like, we don't have Patrick Stewart playing a turd in 2018. That's true. God. It's just fucking Calvin Ball in the animated movie series. In the animated <laughs> movies, huh? Yeah. At least, we don't have, at least we're not getting a sequel to Mars Needs Moms. Which is from the same studio. As... As this. As Monster House. Uh, oh, I, this I, is I don't a, like that. I this is an like Image that. Movers film. Wow! Uh, oh my God, it is Robbie Z. Yeah, they also did God, Polar Express, oh Beowulf. Pol- it's only two years apart, but Polar Express looks so much fucking worse than this movie. Oh, it does. I love Polar Express, but you are correct. Polar Express. I always hated that kid with the glasses. That that, that, that kid Mandark. was always genuinely gr- grating to listen to. Yeah. Um, but like what I appreciate about Monster House is that for like a motion captured film, it has like a style about it that is not just going for a realistic look. Yeah, this is it. it when I found out that when I, I found out shortly before recording that these were all mo capped, like this was all like the Polar Express was. And I was genuinely surprised because with how like, like non mo capped everything looks i guess like they're they're not aiming for a uncanny valley thing which i think really benefits to it i think a, i think a big problem with un, with with mo cap back in this time period specifically was that mm-hmm. they were was that they used it as a a a sort of like a uh, a method to further the real to further realism but the closer they got to realism the further away it was getting from like perceived realism whereas no, like i think the- Stylizing I, it is much better. Yeah, I think using mocap for stylizing is a much smarter use of the technology. They do good with the expressions in this movie. They do. They're pretty good. And the only other movie I can think that does like mocap but is not at all going for realism is something like Rango. Yes, yes. Oh, that movie is Oh, that movie is so good if Johnny Depp was not the main character. I know, but it's like I love looking at it. It's so good. Bill Nye is the fucking like the the snake with the like the the fucking bandolero ammo strung every which way around his body is it's so good. good. I love that movie, but God, it's like hard to go back to now. Yeah, kind of is. Kind of the same way that I find like I don't know, Baby Driver hard to go back to. Yeah, I love God. I love that movie too, but it's really rough. Stop with... hiring stop stop hiring sex creeps to be in your movies, please, so that we can enjoy them. It's not that hard. Do a background check. And also so check. that they can be uh, uh, like punished for their like horrible misdeeds. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but um, so we meet DJ. We meet his parents briefly, who have some fun dialogue. And the dad is like, "I'm not gonna tell my son that I love him. That's that's bullshit. That's he knows that I love him. I'm not gonna say it because dad's being afraid to show old, uh, emotional intimacy." Toxic it? masculinity. I've never heard of it. Yeah, he's. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. But we meet Chowder also, who is our who is our funny man, our our Patrick Star to DJ's SpongeBob. <laughs> 
And D and Chowder's like, hey, what do you want to go as for Halloween this year? And DJ's like, I don't fucking want to go trick or treating. We're like, I'm getting too old for Halloween. We're twelve years old now. We got to think about more important things like, like, I don't know what twelve year olds worried about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he and DJ and Chowder uh, play. Well, they quote unquote play basketball. Chowder does a fun like really bad dribble thing. That was a uh, fun scene. And then he throws the ball at the hoop, and it bounces right back and hits him in the face, which very funny. Very funny. It, it was in all the commercials, but it was a pretty funny joke. <laughs> Unedited from the commercial, it's funny. Yes, yes. The commercial version is very, the commercial version is very, very truncated. So they're, they're shooting hoops, and then the ball winds up in Mr. Nebercracker's yard across the street. Yeah. And they go over to get it, and they wind up getting chased around all over the place by Senor Nebercracker, and then Nebercracker fucking beefs it. He gets a heart attack while chasing DJ and just fucking collapses. And he doesn't actually die, but he, he we are very much led to believe that he dies in this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's convincing. Yeah, he gets carted off, DJ is horribly... DJ, DJ is traumatized, and this is when we meet uh, Elizabeth, a.k.a. Z, the babysitter, who, if I'd seen this movie as a kid, I would have had a really big crush on this character. Yeah. Like, I, 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 you, you just get the sense for the characters you would have imprinted on as a child. Yeah. Could I um, say, for, like, a quick minute, I, for some reason, even though I was, like, ten, the commercials for this movie kind of freaked me out with just the house itself. The house was kind of creepy. And that's kind of what drove me to not watch it in theaters. But then, like, I watched it a year or two ago, and I love it. Yeah. The the scene where, like, uh, the scene where DJ is, like, running around from Mr. Nebercracker trying to escape, and Chowder is refusing to set foot on the property and just screaming, Help! Help! It's really fucking funny. Don't look back! <laughs> but so... Never, uh, Nevercracker beefs it, drives off in the ambulance. Uh, Z shows up, and uh, oh, what happens next? Oh, she yeah, like breaks a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "Hey, be a nice kid, or I'll break shit and tell your parents that you did it." And then she breaks shit and says she's gonna tell his parents that he did it. Classic babysitter. DJ is just your average kid that no one understands. Yep. Mom and dad and Z E always giving him commands. Like, d- go to your room. That's it. That's it. There's really... <laughs> yeah. It's a surprisingly tame babysitter. Yeah, and then Jason Lee shows up to torment him a little bit for looking at the fucking house and being like, hey, it's haunted. I saw a, a girl... I, I saw a thing... A bad thing happen there. Uh-oh. Oh, that scene actually made me remember. There's, like, some really odd camera angles they do at points in this movie, but I kind of like it. Like, yeah, how it I tracks was, I... his close-up. Yeah, I was. I, I wrote down the cinematography in this movie is so weird. It's very odd, but I can appreciate that for being different. Me too. Me too. Uh, and then like he's take he's like asleep, and we get some genuinely cool like cinematography in the in the in the 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 the, the, the bedroom when like the house is like it, like you see the house through his bedroom window, and there's like this shadow of a hand reaching up to grab him and it looks really fucking cool it's all shot through like a a, almost like a fisheye effect and it fucking owns bones yeah i like that shot a lot this is when this is when uh jason lee shows up and is a meanie he plays this guy named skull who's z's boyfriend who's in a band and he makes out with 
DJ's stuffed bunny as a means of owning him, I guess. And he's like, I'm so funny. I didn't even think it. Yeah, just fucking macking on a stuffed rabbit, dude, to own the kids. You got him. Um, but he, like, he and Z get into a fight, so he leaves, but he gets, like, lured into the house by a kite on some, like, anglerfish shit. And he is presumed, he is also presumed dead for the remainder of this movie until the very end. I, part of me wishes that movie had a body count, but I also know why they had to do that. Like, I think there was, I genuinely feel like there was a version of this movie that, that ended with a body count. And then they showed it to Nicolo, the whoever was the executives, and they were like, eh, we only can't have anyone dying here. Hang on uh, a second, this is a kid's movie. Except, well, except for one character who does just die. Yeah. But we'll talk about her later. So, uh, we meet Jen, the, the next morning, I believe, we meet Jenny, who shows up to the, who shows up to DJ's house and rings the doorbell, and has this really fun interaction with Z that I really like, where they're just, like, haggling over how much candy she's gonna buy from Jenny. That was a really good scene. Yeah. And then Jenny, like, was, like, doing her fucking little Lord Fauntleroy strut over to the monster house, and DJ and Chad are like, hey, fucking get away, and she makes a kind of crappy joke about, you know about them having mental handicaps that was such a low hanging fruit it was just on the ground yeah like there's a couple like, there's that that joke is like in 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 isolation it's really not that bad i guess like it it's sucks. not the worst no, but it's not great yeah like this movie also has a problem with like fat people yeah that's my other issue like it's, it's weird. Like, there are no... Like, Chowder is very obviously a fat kid, but there are no jokes at his expense for being fat. It's but just with a character later on. There is also just a character later on whose entire thing is that she is, like, six... She weighs 600 pounds, and when people are mean to her, she goes she goes Hulk on their asses, but then, die, like, falls in a pit and dies. Now, ignoring all that, I like her, and I liked the deal with the flashback scene that we'll get to later oh, on I, I do too i just i think it's just so no it's horrible how they treat her so that aside there's this fun sequence of the the house trying to eat jenny and the kids doing everything they can to stop the to stop I, that I, from I, happening i like the transformations that the house does a lot yeah the house does the house gets to do some fun stuff in here it's very uh it's almost like baba yaga-esque the how the, the well Baba Yaga's hut I guess esque, mm -hmm. but but the house like tries to eat Jenny but it doesn't and so they uh they are they they pull Jenny back to the DJ's house and they're like okay so here's the game plan and also we're gonna be weird we're gonna be gay we're gonna be like in love <laughs> we're, with you. we're gonna be gay I don't know why I said gay like I I just... that's what you wanted. Listen, DJ's gonna figure some things out for himself in a couple of years. Like he's gonna learn about the, what the word transgender means. He's, he's gonna he's gonna put a word to, he's gonna put a word to some feelings that he's been having. He he's still learning. Yeah, he's still learning. It will be gay in a few years once he figures once he, once once DJ figures all those things out. But they get like really fucking at each other over. Yeah, um... I. I didn't like this part. I routinely despise it when this part is in movies. It, like it just I, I just hate the unnecessary tension the stupid tension of it. Like 
like the sexism of it being like two men fighting over a woman aside like the I, I just it's just never fun plot to me to have like two friends no. being like no i'm gonna kiss her no i'm gonna kiss her i appreciate the snappiness of the dialogue is still there but i just don't care for that plot beat there is a very good line where I uh, where there is a very good part where Chowder pretends to be on the phone with his dad and he's like, "Oh, hey, dad, whatever, bye," and then like throws the phone down and turns to DJ. He's like, "Oh, hey, DJ, you got another beer?" And then like all this done because Jenny just walked in the room and he's just like, oh, "That was a pretty good bit, Jenny." <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, you but, just don't um, understand, dad. <laughs> But uh, Jenny finds their bottles of piss, and she's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do this." Fucking uh, Gerardi or whatever. She calls her parents, and then what happens? That what are they doing when the cops show up? Um, God, are they just like they are they just like investigating the house, like doing some field tests? I think they're just like heading toward the house. Yeah. Or, the dog gets eaten. That's right. Yeah, the dog gets eaten. That's right. And then uh, they they're walking towards the house, uh, or they're chilling out in front of the house, just outside of its like range, I guess. Uh, and then Paul Blart Mall Cart comes out. Yep, Paul Blart Mall Cart rolls up with with Nick Cannon in his in his passenger seat. Nick Cannon playing the role of the uh, the, the 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 rookie the the rookie who treats the rule book like a bible, and it's. It's supposed to be like I, I I I don't know like I don't know it's it's weird I guess I thought it was kind of fun but I but it is very odd just like I I don't know the re, the the I don't know I What's I don't up? know I my brain is like f- trying to formulate a conclusion here but it's just mm-hmm. it's just turning into fine mist on me so let's but they show up. Uh, and they're like, okay, this house is, and DJ's like, okay, this house is fucked up and haunted. I'm going to walk towards it to prove you wrong. And then, uh, or to prove that's true. And then the house doesn't do anything. Uh, and Jenny says, clever house, like Jurassic Park, I think is supposed to be the joke. I, I guess. But the cops are like, all right, you, y'all are playing. Bye. And they just kind of deuce out after doing some fun buddy cop stuff. Like the dynamic between these two characters is fun. I just... It's, it's, it's whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the cops show up and then they're like, okay, we have to formulate a plan to beat the shit out of this monster house. Uh, Chowder, go, uh, DJ's like, okay, I got this plan. Chowder, I need you to go steal a shitload of medicine bottles from your dad's job at the pharmacy. And Chowder's like, are you kidding me? I don't want to, I, I'm already in trouble with my dad. I don't want to go steal things from him. This plan is so stupid. And Jenny's like, I don't know. I think it'll work. And Chowder's like, absolutely. I agree. It's a good joke. Son, what are you doing with all that medicine? You don't understand, Dad. His dad, I mean, his dad wouldn't understand. It's true. It does, He doesn't understand because he doesn't exist. Yeah, Chowder's dad is fake. Chowder was, Chowder was just like, Chowder was produced by asexual he just, reproduction. He just existed one day. Yeah. Just kind of like popped into existence. There was an audible sound and an eight-year-old boy with a cape was spawned his introduction scene was his inception yeah yeah that was the first time he'd ever shown up that he's just like i was born like this yeah i don't remember anything before this moment he's a parasitic being who has inserted his himself into dj's life as though he has been friends forever (laughs) 
I have implanted memories in your head, DJ. I am your friend. I am Chowder. Wait a second. Monster House. Ch- Monster ha- Howder. <laughs> how Howder. Monster Howder. Oh shit! I think I think Chowder is the real Monster House of this movie. Oh shit! I think shit. we figured it out. You cracked it wide open. Oh, uh, this your your days are fucking numbered, Chowder. Once you. Once you once once we track you down, you're gonna fucking you're donezo, kid. Uh, but then Shouter does that. They set up. They rig up this vacuum cleaner uh, to look like a teen walking onto the property of the house, and the house almost bites and eats the Nyquil. But then the cops show up and are like, "All right, break it up here." And then the house is like, "Fuck this!" and eats at the eats the cops. I like the line of like. I'll get backup. I thought you didn't have backup. I'll get Judy. <laughs> it's very, it's pretty funny. But they get eaten, their car gets eaten, and the kids are like, well, what the fuck? And but then, then they almost get ate. They almost get ate, they get out, but then they decide, you know what, we gotta go back in. We gotta, we gotta get them out. We gotta save the day. And their this... plan is to, they, 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 load, they like gear up with like super soakers and everything. This movie is pretty good with the tension and, like, just intense scenes, like, with the car getting gobbled up. Yeah, absolutely. The car getting gobbled up was a pretty good scene. Um, so they, 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 like, they like, strap up with, uh, with, with super soakers and they're ready to take on the house. And what's their, what's their entry point for the house? The, is it never, does Nevercracker show back up? Uh, I think. I think it's like they're in just like no, the house's mouth, and then there's like the bit about the uvula. Yes, the the very funny bit that was all over the commercials where uh, uh, Jenny shoots the uvula, and or, or not Jenny, Chowder shoots the uvula, and the house throws up a little bit. And I think they use a different take for the commercials version of that bit. Yeah, but Jenny's like, "Oh, that's the uvula," and Chowder's like, "So it's a girl house," which. For a long time, I thought that was... A, I think I've talked about this before, but for a long time, I thought that was that joke was, like, him really, gr- like, grotesquely misunderstanding the word vagina. Mm-hmm. But the, the joke is actually that Chowder knows what vulva is. And, like, I... Maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention in health class, but, like, at age 12, I don't think I would have known what there's a an- vulva was. Oh, there's another degree of this joke. <laughs> this joke's got layers. It's like an onion <laughs> getting deep in there. So they find this, like, fat woman encased in concrete in the house, and they get the house to, like, yarts them up after, like, this this sequence of them, like, uh, spelunking the house. Um, and once they're, like, yarts up into the yard, I believe that's when Mr. Nevercracker shows up, and they're all like, oh, shit, a ghost! And he's like, ah, I never died, actually. I'm, I'm fine. Who told you I died? Yeah. And then we find out this tragic backstory about Nebercracker and the woman in the house, which is that he went to a circus one day and saw a really fat woman being paraded out, like, uh, like, like in the the fucking freak show. Yeah, Constance. Yes, Constance. And then she, like, it's like fucking. She's being kept in a cage, Dumbo style, outside, and like. It's not great. It's I don't not like great. how they treat her in this movie. I don't, and like I don't like how she's portrayed either. Later, once she is like quote unquote freed by, by, uh, Mister Nevercracker, because 
they go to a house and then like she gets what eggs thrown at her and she goes into like, yeah. a Herculean like uh, a Hulk style fat rage and then trips falls into a huge pit pulls the concrete machine out and it like covers her and she dies it's not great i do like the style of the flashback and just her and never crackers relationship though it's sweet the the relationship is cute i don't like the things around it and i don't like the way that she is portrayed this is definitely a movie from 2006 yeah which like I, I I don't know. Again, it's just it's just complex. I'm not saying I wish they had made jo- jokes about Chowder's weight. I'm just surprised that those jokes are absent given this. Yeah, really. Um, but so we learn all that, and they're like, okay, and then it's pretty obvious that uh, uh, Mr. Nevercracker is like almost being kept hostage by the house, but loves her too much to say like, okay, I can't be feeding you things anymore. Um. And I like then, the part of where he's just like Halloween is the worst night. I gotta get these kids away. Yeah, because he's like he he knows that if kids set foot on the property, the the house will eat them. Mm-hmm. And he needs to put up caution signs. But uh, uh uh what's her name again? I keep forgetting. Constance. Constance, the house keeps eating all the all the signs, which I think I think that's a pretty funny detail that that persists throughout, which is like. There are, like, every time there's a sign put up in the yard, it's a different sign, and it always gets eaten. That That's a pretty good bit. Yeah. Um, the There's this big final showdown where the house gets, like, the Baba Yaga house legs and starts, like, running around. And uh, Nevercracker's like, all right, I'm going to toss this dynamite in you. Uh, and the house is like, no, you won't. And DJ is like, I'm going to toss this dynamite in you. And the house is like, all right. Um, the house explodes, and there's a really nice scene of, of uh, Mr. Nevercracker dancing with the ghost of uh, Constance. That was in, nice, yeah. Amidst, like, the falling debris and ash from the exploded house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, the, the, the movie ends with, like, uh, Nevercracker, like, giving out all the shit that was stolen by the house. Like the, car- like, the girl from the start of the movie shows up, and she's like, I'd like my tricycle back, please. And Nebercracker's like, here's your tricycle back, kid. Hello, Mr. That. Nebercracker. Thank you for the twama. Thank you for the twama and the tricycle. I needed this tricycle. I got it for my fourth birthday. The movie's now come full circle. The moon. Now this is the final part of the movie. <laughs> We're doing callbacks to all the other things that already happened. And uh, also... Can I have my big brother back? Your, your big why? The, the the joke being that like all of the fa- all of the people that got eaten by the house uh, are back, including like the oh, cops. Yeah. Who and the uh, Kevin James is like oh, let's go uh, inspect some candy and Chris, Chris not, God what the fuck Nick Cannon Nick Cannon I don't know who the fuck I'm thinking of um Nick Cannon is like yeah let's go eat some candy too ha 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 um, jokes we got him comedy uh and then the movie ends with the dog and skull like climbing themselves out of the 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 out of out of the pit and uh, i just realized we didn't talk about bones at all this movie john heater's character who is a a high score chaser who winds up uh dating elizabeth and he's also he's also a kind of big fat guy but that's also not really joked about not really it's more joked about just him being like a, a loser dude. yeah it's 
and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it's not like I'm like dinging this movie for not having fat jokes. I'm just like it literally puts a fat woman in a cage, but then makes no. Maybe it's just that the maybe it's just that the fat woman is the joke, and the fat men are fine. Maybe this movie's just sexist. I don't know. That could be it. Like maybe 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 that's it. Like I don't know. Dan Harmon's a pretty big guy. Like yeah. I mean, he is now at least. I don't know what he looked like at the time of this movie. But anyways, I digress. That's Monster House. Despite what I may have sounded like, I actually did really enjoy this movie a lot. Like, um, we're going to get into ratings. And I'm going to say on a scale of... Oh, let's see. On a scale of zero to five stuck basketballs. How many stuck basketballs do you think you're going to give this movie, JB? Uh, zero to five. Hmm. Yes. You can do half. You can do half. You can do half stuck basketballs. I don't know how I cut this basketball in half, but I'd probably give it three and a half. Yeah, that's about where I'm. That, that's about where I'm uh, landing on this movie. I mm-hmm. there were I you know I had some problems, but I definitely enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than I was expecting yeah. to. Like this definitely had a this definitely had a it occupied a place in my mind of like those kind of of those movies which are. I didn't like the what was it called the the witch whatever. For. The one, the, the one we were talking about at the start? A scary Godmother? Scary Godmother, yes. I didn't like that one that much because I hated the I hated looking at the animation style. Mm. Uh, I never really liked Hocus Pocus too much because it kind of it, it kind of weirded me out a little bit as a kid. Yeah. Um, I like but, it, but I get what you mean. Yeah. This one, though, I genuinely think is, it, it, it's good, and not only is it good, it holds up surprisingly well almost uh, uh, over a decade later. So, mm. Monster House. I think it holds up, and like you could enjoy this in, like, the bubble of animated quote-unquote horror like something like Coraline or I can't think of any other movies of that kind really mm-hmm. uh, we got a question from at Pidmon who wants to know if you got to inhabit a cursed object or location after you beefed it what would your main foe be I would probably like like I'd want my body to be buried in like I want a zoo to be built on top of my burial ground. <laughs> we haunt a zoo. <laughs> my, and my big, my my biggest, my biggest rival in this would be just the person whoever is moving the tiger pit away from where my body is buried. It's, it's Kevin James. Kevin James is Kevin James is explicitly relocating the the tiger pit to fuck with me. Um, God, what would I want? So, place or. Uh, object? Yes, place or object. I, that's really hard. Like, I I was thinking about it since we got that question. Uh-huh. Um. See, I, I, I just saw that question. I whipped that one out. I would probably want to possess, like, just a puppet. Like, <laughs> let's say, like, a Kermit puppet. Just Chucky? Just, Yes. You, you, want, except... you want to do child's play, but a Kermit puppet. So your your big your biggest your your biggest problem would be your perpetually spurned lover inhabiting a Miss Piggy doll. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. And then I just recreate. I just become a meme. I just make like vines and TikToks with like, "Hey, it's me, Kermit." Kermit the Frog. Open up here. the fucking door. Kermit the Frog here. I am trying the cinnamon challenge. Kermit, what are you doing? I'm dancing, bro. Kermit the Frog here doing my cool floss dance from Fortnite. Do 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 and then my foe uh hmm Jim Henson's ghost. It's the ghost of Jim 
Scott Hansen is coming to stop you from doing rogue. He's like, stop. And Kermit the Frog's body. He's like, stop mocking my creation. And I'm like, no, I love Kermit. He's what? He's my favorite. And then he's like, I'm but stop him. it. This is a celebration of Kermit the Frog. Uh, don't worry about it, Jim. I'm just going on. And then he also possesses a Kermit, and then we just have a fight as to Kermit. <laughs> Kermit's Kermit slap fight. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to get the recommendations now. Do you have a recommendation squared up? For, like, another movie? Uh, it can be a movie. It can be pretty much anything. I'm recommending a video game this week. Um, hmm. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm recommending Does it have to be horror? No, it can be anything. Uh, Blair, Blair, for 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 the for an idea of how wide this breadth is, Blair once recommended pouring river water into your shoes on this segment. <laughs> um, I I started the Outer Worlds like uh last week when it came out because I got Game Pass uh and I'm really enjoying it. Hell yeah! Uh, I I one thing that just like sold me more than. Not not more, but like about as well as the quality of everything else that I really like about it with just being cool RPG, very well written and everything was like how stats work. Like uh, this lady can, got me to go get information from a scientist and all he had was like, we're working on uh, a toothpaste. But if you like rearrange the chemicals, you could make like a like a missile or something. And then like my stats was like. You can lie and use your chemistry and just say that part instead of saying, like, oh, they had a toothpaste formula. Because to just, like, sell info better than it actually was. And I'm like, oh, this is good. Makes you think. Um, yeah, I... I I I am appreciating the outer worlds from afar because while I respect the game, I know for a fact that it's not a game I would like because I have tried on multiple occasions to get into Fallout New Vegas. I've tried to start that game maybe six or seven times, and I never get I never get more than an hour deep in it. Mm. Uh, so respect I respect that game, but I am just sitting I'm just sitting here I'm just smiling serenely and watch observing observing everyone have fun with it. There, there's good quality in it. I do under and like I love New Vegas, but I understand those games are not for everyone. But that's yeah. just media in general. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of media that not that might not be for everyone, my recommendation this week, as previously forecasted, is going to be Parasite, the new Bong Joon Ho film, which mm-hmm. um, uh, orchiectomies. Uh, Orchiectomy is a thing of the past because Bong Joon-ho will slap your nuts clean off with this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> it's phenomenal. I think it is. Like, I, I, I have to admit I've only ever seen one movie, one other movie of his, which was uh, The Host, which I really loved. Um, this was out of What's the his name again? Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. B-O-N-G-J-O-O-N-Dash-ho. He directed I... Snowpiercer. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. Um, a lot of movies about class consciousness. Makes you think. Oh, he did. He did Okja. Yeah, he did Okja too. Um, but yeah, this was, I, I saw it as part of a double feature with The Lighthouse, which I, I'm not recommending The Lighthouse just because that's going to be a future episode. So maybe go out and see The Lighthouse if you want to be in the loop on that episode or go out and see The Lighthouse. But seriously, fucking find a mo- Like, I genuinely think Parasite is one of the most important movies of this year. And like, 
I I feel about it the same the same way that I think a lot of people were feeling about uh, uh, Sorry to Bother You last year, which I know I still need to go out and see. So don't don't miss a chance to see Parasite in the theaters. I well now that you mentioned that because I love Sorry to Bother You, that has me that much more interested. I was interested in Parasite, but now I'm like, who? Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, uh. JB, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on the net? Uh, thank you for having me. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Gemstone Jester. I like to stream the games. I do art and just talk about whatever on Twitter. And then, and also uh, my... you're, sometime, you're also sometimes on front of the podcast Gage uh, Sand Intolerance stream. Yes, I am. We we play games. We have lots of fun together. Uh, being between um being out of town for two weeks and thanksgiving i gotta do something with him sometime soon so you should check out our streams sometimes we have fun yeah, and then in. on youtube i'm uh my username is gemstone ghost because that's an old one and i never bothered to change it but i post like archives of streams or highlights or just whatever fun videos to edit nice yeah. Uh, if you want to find, well, no, actually, Patreon is the most is the is the important one to start with. Uh, Patreon.com slash is where you can help support the show. One dollar a month is uh, sometimes you get early access. Uh, we don't have any bonus content going up yet, uh, but it, it's kind of a tip jar. Uh, five bucks a month gets your name right on the show. You get to have a sent, you get to send in a message. Ten bucks a month lets you do all that stuff, and also you get to make us watch a movie. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Ducky Aisha. You can find us everywhere else at uh, Fear Baiting. That's us on Gmail and also on Twitter. We also have a Tumblr, but we don't really use it that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me, I'm Twitter.com/sunhatgenya. S U N H A T Z H E N Y A. Uh, you can also check out the pod- other podcasts I do, such as The Wonder Yerks with uh, editor of this podcast, Blair, and musician of this podcast, Seda. Uh, or also Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast with way too many hosts. And um, thank you very much to Matt GameCube of the Noisepace.xyz network for hosting this show and a bunch of and all the other ones I just mentioned. Uh, thank you to Seda for their incredible intro and outro music. And you can find them on People You Meet Outside of Vars uh, or at GayGothVibes.online. And thank you very much to Blair for editing this thing together. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm JB. And remember, I'm Sarah. You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night.